Hello, everybody. Before we start this podcast today, I just want to let you know that I'm not sponsored in any way by any company. There is no ads here. But if you do want to see the products that I promote and the books that I have written, you can see all of that and all of the links to all of my social media accounts and Instagram, YouTube, and so on. All of that is on my website, noticebooks.org. N-O-T-U-S books.org, not us books.org. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. I'd like to just uh, introduce this. This is Chris. He's a fellow Longevity distributor. And we've never actually spoken on the phone. And I'm quite excited about this, actually, because I'm, I feel pretty out of the loop, to tell you the honest truth. I feel really, really out of the loop. And speaking with other groups and other people at other levels, like other levels of how long they've been doing this or how seriously they've been taking it, it was one of the most beneficial things that ever happened to me in this business. And I want you to tell us kind of where you're at. But I also want to kind of say, too, that just based on what you said a little bit earlier, that this whole thing didn't become real to me at all until I went to physical events, longevity held events, people within the company holding their own private events and seeing real distributors. Now, obviously, the ones that you tend to see at marketing events are like the big timers, right? The five star executives or whatever, they're making 50 grand a month and they got a nice car and they got rings on and all this. And as uh, one part of it is cool because you're like, okay, well, these are real people. This guy was a plumber. You know, this person was a housewife and they made it. You know, that's awesome. But usually in the crowd is a whole ton of regular people that are, some of them are like you. You know, kind of like you said, I just got a few people, a few customers. Other people have been doing it for 10 years on the side, you know, super interesting. So, Chris, I want you to give us a little bit of background. How did this all start for you? Well, actually, um, you know, I live in... Uh small town in Maryland, and uh, Dr. Wallach came to visit. Um, it was actually held, he did a Dead Doctors Don't Lie in an Amish schoolhouse um, in 2017. And um, half of the, there was maybe 30 people there. Half of the room was Amish, half of the room was English. And down this long dirt road, I actually picked a flyer up in the gym, um, and I had heard uh, Dr. Wallach's name from uh, my uncle, um, He's uh, he is he's been a longevity associate since fifteen, I think, and his yeah he was uh you know and and so he started out juicing and he was looking for the best stuff to put in your body and then he found Peter Glidden and um, he's centenarian candidate is his uh, handle but it's uh, my uncle Kenny and um, anyway so I'd heard Dr. Wallach's name and I picked the flyer up at the local gym and went wow dead doctors don't lie I've heard of this and so I took uh I, I took the dive into this uh Amish little uh village and uh, <laughs> drove down this long dirt road and pulled up on this little um, place and I it was lit by kerosene lantern there was a generator <laughs> there's a generator running in the back and Dr. Wallach um did uh, dead doctors don't lie on a projector, and um, it was it was it was very profound. It was mind blowing. Um, and he went around the room and spoke to each person individually, like you know, just kind of did a round robin and said, "What's your, you know, what are your ailments?" And and um, he said, "Okay, here's how we fix it, person by person." And then afterwards, you know, I got to go up and shake his hand and talk to him. And at the time, I didn't even realize that I was in the presence of a rock star. You know, I, I knew, like I said, I'd heard of him, but um, 
it was just uh it, but it was a very neat event and at the time i was overweight i was sick i was suffering and i i didn't have much to lose so i said sure let's try the i had asthma and and um, you know osteoporosis as a result of the long-term effects of the asthma medication how old were you here? i was in 2017 so i'm 35 today uh, i was 32 years old cool and uh you know i had uh, three kids at home um all of which had similar symptoms asthma eczema um you know we, we were kind of all the diet was poor everybody was dealing with uh, gastrointestinal issues and reflux and i mean i my i lived with heartburn most of my adult life like i would eat dinner at six or seven or eight and from dinner to bedtime it was just a barrage of uh, alka-seltzer and zantac and uh rollades and and to, to no end it was there was never any relief and when i told dr wallach that he was like just you know salt your food to taste and, <laughs> and then triple it and i was like this guy is trying to kill me but i had nothing to lose i was already dying so i was like let me, let me go for it and i i'm uh hand to god i've never had heartburn a day since if I had a little indigestion, um, I knew exactly what it was from. I knew I had a, a beer with dinner or, um, you know, I knew that I didn't salt my food enough. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I feel a little. And so, boom, I would, you know, do a little uh, shot of salt water or, or you know, right directly on the tongue and the, and the heartburn is gone in minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And over the course of about six months following the diet, the diet was the first thing to kind of wrap my head around we eliminated all the gluten and cooking oils and and um you know but it, then we started on the, the the nutritional protocol within months i mean there was so not less than months weeks almost of the diet i watched the, um, i could turn the eczema in my children who were um two three and 12 at the time um or 10 rather i could i could turn the eczema on and off like a light switch you know, up uh, oh, you know, we somebody had a, a some brand yeah, and... Oreo cookies or rich crackers. And it was, oh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. And so I, I, my kids were like, I got poison ivy, dad. And I'm going, uh, yep, you sure do. It's because of what you ate. And now they are um, five, or six, seven, and, and 13. And they, um, uh, they, they know, you know, they know if they eat those goldfish at school. Or, you know, if they eat that piece of cake at the birthday party, um, they know the results, uh, you know, and it's and it turns it right on. And within a week, it's gone again or a few short days. It, it So the results, um, they spoke for themselves. And, and the, the heartburn was the first thing. I came home that night from Dead Doctors Don't Lie and did the, the salt. And it was like, wow, this, this, this guy might know what he's talking about. And <laughs> I tested theory after theory and then just really became like a, um, a YouTube junkie, if you will. Like I would just go mm -hmm. to or I would reference um, Wallach or Glidden on YouTube. And, you know, I, I liked how mm -hmm. Glidden he, he referred all of his, you know, I think he said all, you know, his he had great success as a um, naturopathic uh, physician for 10 years. And then for 15 years after that, once he met Dr. Wallach, it eclipsed anything he had done before that. And it was like, ah, okay. So I, I just would refer to those guys and time after time, their theories and their 
practices were effective and it was, it wasn't, I didn't have to guess anymore. You know, you didn't have to, I, I know that there's a gas station at the end of my road because I've seen it over and over and over again. So I didn't have to have faith anymore. Was this um, salt going to work? Mm-hmm. I knew it because it worked over and over. They were reproducible facts. And so fast. The salt is so amazing. It's free yes. too, right? It's free, free advice just totally changed. It life. was wonderful. It was, uh, and, and yeah. And that was another thing. I mean, when, when Dr. Wallach in that meeting, he says, don't go out and buy these vitamins today. You will, you'll be wasting your money until you change your diet. And I, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. So this isn't a sales pitch. You know, it's like, oh, he gave free advice to everybody in the room. And some of, some of which Hey, Chris, you there still? <laughs> you know, and then turned around and said, hey, Chris, you got a little bit cut off for me there. Um, you might have stayed on the recording. Sometimes it okay, does. Sorry. if you're receiving calls or texts at the same time that we're recording, it will it will blank. The audio. OK, I think I got a text, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, so it, it yes, the, the advice was free and he and, and the the uh, um the guidance to change the diet as to not waste the money on the vitamins. Um, you know that, and so that's where I started and that's, and so I've shared this with friends and relatives and strangers and, um, it, there was a learning curve. Um, it was, I was extremely vehement in the beginning to my own, um, dismay or, or, you know, you mean like uh, very enthusiastic about promoting? Yes, that kind of very thing? much overly enthusiastic if, at times. Telling other people they got to change their whole life right now because you just figured this out. Do this, yeah. And so um, (laughs) we're all gonna die. Yes, please don't eat that. And it was counterproductive. And so you know, I I I just kind of started to lead by example. My my family, um, my immediate family, my children and wife, uh, you know, they they jumped right on board because I do a lot of the grocery shopping. Wife does a lot of the Mm -hmm. cooking, um, and vice versa. I mean, we share. we, We have a great uh great system here. But it, it took a few short months to really just get the diet under control and, and the cooking and how we do. I mean, we eat eggs, eggs every day. Um, and so, you know, the kids like them fried or not fried, but low, low, low and slow, we call it. You know, we don't we don't brown the butter. We if, if, if they're in a pan, they're either poached or they're very low and slow. Um, we do the hard boiled, medium boiled, soft boiled. Um, I love pickled eggs can't get the kids to eat them much but <laughs> you know we do eggs every single day and then dinners of protein and a, and a, and a leafy green and but there's never any cooking oils there's never any grain uh, not grains but barley oats wheat and rye um it was again a learning curve with the, the gluten-free oats you know we were we were buying gluten-free oats and i was like but why do the kids still have the eczema <laughs> these are gluten-free oats and then, you know it was like oh Okay. P.S. For people about the oats too, I come from the gym world. Worked there for four years, and just kind of a lot of my friends uh-huh. are gym people. We now refer to oats and oatmeal concrete. as concrete. Yeah. It's concrete. You just eat concrete. It turns into concrete in your guts. You know, and uh, anything from there you can imagine. Not at all. Good. Not at all. And it's it. And it is gluten free. It, it's technically yeah, gluten free, but it's very very similar to gluten. It's, it's, extremely similar protein and it's uh it's 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 troublesome that um 
the a large vein in the health food and holistic world. Just they 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 live by that. Oatmeal in the morning, and um, you know, not troublesome. I guess that's the wrong word, but it's it is. It's uh because I've seen the effects. Again, I don't have to wonder. I I know it's like ah, oh, you know, my kids were my greatest guinea pigs, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, because they were sick, and I and I would literally chop off my left arm to make them feel better. And, um, but I didn't have to do that. All I had to do was target and eliminate the, the foods that were affecting me. And, you know, oatmeal was, was a great, um, uh, telltale. It was like, ah, gluten-free oats. Yes. Ah, but gliadin I learned from, from Peter mm-hmm. Gooden. And so, you know, I was like, okay. Honestly, it's grains in general. And when you listen close to, when you listen close to Dr. Wallach, but especially Ben, um, we're all really talking heavily about the keto now. And truthfully, you know, I don't cook my food, but it was pretty recently. I kind of put my foot down. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want any more carbs. I don't care. I don't care what we have to pay or whatever. Just, I don't want ah. more rice, you know, especially the, the rice. It was rice. Rice is not gluten. It's not gliadin. It's not, you know, but it's um, actually it might've gliadin. In it. I can't remember, but it definitely wasn't helping me. You know, it took a long time to really? fully get it out. Realized before getting it out at certain times before in the past was, it was great. I was full keto before it was fine. You know, but uh, we all make a little bit of excuses now and then and rice seems easier, but we've both been blown away. Like we're, we're barely finishing dinner. We eat once a day. We're over, we're full grown guys here. You know, we're both over six feet and we can barely finish a plate of really? food every day, you know, and, and it's got no rice on it. You know, the last week or so we had a couple, we're still cooking things cause we make cooking videos, you know? So sometimes we just have stuff that we kind awesome. of have to eat, but for the most part going no carb or low, extremely low carb is uh is probably the best total way to go for anybody and uh p.s with the oat thing i want to hammer that into anybody who's who's a bit weird about that also goes for quinoa but oats especially oats are for, oats goats. Are for goats i love it like to say. <laughs> oats are for goats especially for kids phrases like this i mean they're just not for us we can't break them down properly you, you might feel a little bit like you ate food but i guarantee you if you're paying attention you're hungry half an hour later if that you know and uh, it's not helping the digestion. And obviously, if you got uh, eczema or psoriasis or chronic headaches, migraines, you know, holistic skin problem, lung problem, th- this is just probably going to be the actual cause preventing the good fats and other related nutrients sure. from being absorbed in the gut from this concrete. Oats are pretty good. And I put quinoa on there too. And P.S. the quinoa thing has come up again and again in my time in longevity that Dr. Wallach never really talks about quinoa. But in all of our internal stuff, like when we're doing little expos and stuff, the things that we print out to hand to people, it has quinoa on our list. You know, ah. we say no quinoa because just as often we get people coming to us and saying, I've been gluten free for however long. I'm not even eating oats anymore because you guys told me, but I still have my eczema or psoriasis. And I said, well, what are you eating? And walk me through it. You know, two, three, four, five times a week they're eating ah. quinoa. And so just cut that out. And that's it. Stop. Interesting. I also want to comment on the little picture you painted of us too, a Dr. Wallach in the Amish, um, the, like manger kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's such a homely thing. It really is. And Dr. Wallach has been on this like literally like church steeple based mission for so long, longer than Absolutely. you and I have been alive, Chris. You've been doing this since like 1978 or nine yes. marching around, you know, I think nine. So that's exactly how most of us actually come into this. A lot of people are being exposed to this on Instagram right now, especially from our account. But before this, people don't realize, number one, how big his following already is, how strong his following already is, how many Uncle Kennys are out there who know this 
And you wonder why right. they never get sick, you know, and you wonder why they're not on their drugs and, and whatever. And uh, how often it came down to some actual person to person, small meeting. I've had Dr. Wallach and Ben come out and do tiny little meetings and they do it without a sweat or without a complaint because it's like when you have people like you who experience this, it's transformative. It really is. It really is. You hear Dr. Wallach for the first time and you never heard any of this stuff. You hear a dead doctors don't lie presentation. You're like, okay, I knew drugs were bad, you know, but I didn't know that they were like ridiculously redundant and unnecessary kind of thing too. You know, I didn't know they actually like didn't even serve their primary function kind of thing. Didn't even know that we knew all these nutrient deficiencies mapped out in animals already. Didn't know that we could reverse all these diseases we were told were genetic. You know, there's just bl mind blowing fact after mind blowing fact. And a lot of people, like you, like me, go home and, and start looking things up and like, oh man, this guy's, this guy's got it. He's on it. Is Absolutely. it? You know? it, it it's, uh, it's profound. It's a wonderful thing. So for real life, you do, I do. real estate. I'm, right? I'm, I'm in uh, real estate sales for the past 10 years. Um, before lockdown for two years prior, I was doing personal training at the gym, kind of like in the mornings. I show property in the evenings and weekends. So it was like I would spend an hour or so in the gym every morning, Monday through Friday, and started to take on personal training clients. Um, and it was, uh, it was also funny because in the state of Maryland, you legally cannot give nutritional advice unless you are a licensed nutritionist. So I had to be very careful mm -hmm. about what I said, but, um, you know, again, the oatmeal was a staple for most clients. And, and a lot of my clients were 50, 60, 70 years old. Um, well, and they've been told to eat oats and it lowers for their generations. They've been told that. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. very, very... Yes. It does lower cholesterol. It does lower cholesterol. It'll, it'll a lot lower of a lot of things. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the essential cholesterol that, that's needed to function optimally is just depleted. And, and um, yeah, they're, they're quote unquote health conscious, but, it, but the, the, um, the direction that, uh, that I was kind of pointing them in was so um, off of the, or, or so far from the beaten path that, um, it often fell on deaf ears and, and I'm, I, I had to learn how to take that in stride too. Um, yeah. can, can I pick up on that? What's that? Deaf ear. Can I pick up what, on that? Deaf yeah, ears please. I, I think it's a very, 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 very important point. So a lot of us, when we're really passionate about something, we're not going to have any problem kind of being aggressive about it if you see a movie or a documentary or you try this new restaurant you probably all of us probably have friends who try some new restaurant and literally call you and like you have to go to this new restaurant you're like man I'd, yeah yeah I'd, no you gotta go i mean on thursday i'll go with you or you hear what i'm doing they're forcing the sale at least into the initial stages of it like if you actually have a problem with going to this restaurant now's your time to say it you know, if you're actually not going to watch this, it's probably no one's going to talk like that, though. They're going to be like, all right, all right, right, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And he calls you the next day. He says, yo, do you watch that movie? No. What would you watch instead last night? Why? Why not watch this movie? Man, it's going to change your life. Now, this sounds annoying and it sounds aggressive, but this is for the people that, that yes. we know and we love. My mom had osteoporosis, right? So the, convert the same thing into what you're talking about. You now know this. You're shoving it down people's throat. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. But I, I was pretty forceful in the proposition part of it if you do that if then because is a proposition if you do this then you will expect this because of this right right 
a lot of us get caught up in the because and we, we're kind of yelling the because at people. But it's the if then that gives people an opportunity to actually solidly test it, right? They might have tons of questions and objections, but I just gave you an if then. If you do this for this long, then expect this. And then at that point, the only option is to actually do it, right? And getting them to the because, that's the dead doctors don't lie. If they don't see dead doctors don't lie or they don't, they don't hear the message in some sense, then they're not going to understand the because. But you can also start with that. Hey, mom, you got osteoporosis concerns? You've been taking those calcium pills from the pharmacy or whatever? How much do you pay for those? Okay, well, if you do this, for, it's going to cost a bit more, you know? in her case Certainly. significantly more but whatever she was already buying something it's not that much i think she buys pretty basic stuff ps and she does not have these concerns since but it was because the if then is contained and because it was kind of forceful and i'm not saying go and shake everybody down we just highlighted that it is a problem to go and bark this information Absolutely. to people just walking around and telling people you got to go gluten free or you're going to die we all need minerals this is not effective what is effective is being loud about how good you feel. We all know somebody who's has some random Facebook post like, look, you know, you've never seen me talk about this, but four months ago I went gluten free. I feel amazing now. I feel a duty to share it with you all. Right. This is a sale. It's part of it's part of a sales process, but they're not asking anything of the people. They're they're telling. Now we might think it's counterintuitive to just tell people things. You don't tell people what to do, right. that's the mistake, right? And I I'm assuming, I don't know what you, what you know about this. I'm just kind of talking generally because a lot of people kind of make these mistakes. If you tell people what to do, no matter what it is, no matter who they are, no matter what your relationship is, a healthy human being is automatically going to be defensive about that. But if you're just telling me what you do, that's fine. That's what most conversation is, is based on anyways. That's what social media is for, is to tell people what's up. What do you think? What do you feel? Why? Right? As long as you do that eloquently, people will listen. You don't need to write 10 paragraphs. Quick. To the point, you know, take attention span into consideration here. But I'm saying that deaf, deaf ears will be there. Like, we're, we're all busy. We're all distracted. We live in an age of information where there's tons of claims floating around that we personally don't right. have time to sort through. I don't have time to test every homeopathic remedy out there. I don't have time to test every therapy. In my time in this business, I've been exposed to maybe 80 different therapies. And I've, ha I've been able to, like, try maybe 10 of them. You know, and just, as you said, I just have to be okay with that. There's too much information. But when I had a specific problem, and P.S., those deaf ears, I had I deaf too. ears. You know, the first person who, who told me about Dr. Wallach, they called me. And I was at my, my office. I was feeling good in life. And, like, I had some pride in my position. And my friend called me and he said, hey, I want you to look into these two names. He gave me two names. One of them was Dr. Wallach. And on the phone, I say, I'll write down these names. I still have it in my notepad from that year. I said, I have these names, but I'm not going to look into these. You didn't sell me at all. I didn't know anything about sales back then. I'm like, you didn't sell me at all. You just called me and told me to look into two things. You didn't have time to look into random things. <laughs> Give me a direction. Okay. He was a crappy salesperson. But if he took a next step and said, okay, man, okay, the one guy is the one important one that I want you to look at. Here's one specific video for you to, to look at. I think it encompasses his message pretty well. I've been blown away by this guy. You know, I've been looking into it a lot. I'd really like your opinion on it. whatever it is. I need to be convinced to do it. I'm a person that I get sent probably 50 different videos a day. And most days sure. I do not watch one of them. But, the, but when somebody comes in, especially if I know them, I have any kind of rapport with them existing to them. And they say, I need you to watch this video. I'm going to look at it. If it's two or three hours yeah. long, you better pitch this. Right. 
But at that point, I probably haven't even looked at it. So they say, I really need you to watch this. I really want you to watch this. I would, I would really appreciate if you watch this. Something. Something to set it up. And I, I look at it, and it's in a reasonable time. I probably will watch it. This is what I'm saying. I'm being sold when my ears are deaf because my ears are deaf. And your best prospects will have the deafest ears. P.S. Your, your best prospects will have the least time on their hands. You know, they're going to be busy. They have the most responsibilities. They have the most to deal with. They've been pitched on things all the time. You better tell them quickly why they should be listening, what they're going to get out of it. If, right? because. if then, because. And you don't, you don't have much time. You know, you might need a five minute. A lot of people might just say, look, okay, I hear what you're saying. I trust you. I'm not going to watch your 45-minute video. I don't have time. I need you to tell it to me. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Grant Cardone, but uh, I really, really appreciate his sales training. And this is one case where Grant would be in my head and he would say, take whatever opportunity you get. If somebody gives you 30 seconds or five minutes, you put together the clearest possible way that you can say your if-then because, and that's it. They will likely make their decision right then and there. And Again, this is for the best prospects. So I want to just cycle this in and repeat this. Anybody that you're trying to talk to that has self-respect, that has dignity, discipline, anybody who has a plan, anybody, you know, these people don't have time. They don't. They are deaf because they're focused on what they're doing. And if you want to break into that bubble, you got to be direct. A lot of us fumble around because we, I, don't, I don't know if this is your case. This is partially my case. I didn't have a problem really selling it until it became a bit more complicated with paperwork and now I'm a distributor and now I'm getting a commission and da 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 da. And I felt it was best just to take all that away and go back to those busy people. If a busy person says yes, the next thing you say is exactly what they need to do or they're going to say, so what do you want my card or something? What information do you need? Right? On my end, I, I know it. I can spit it out. I need your name, email, phone, and address and your credit card. I'll take it right now. I'll do it all for you. No problem. And this, this comes down to a lot of it too. Like, grandma, I need you to watch this. Okay, I'll, I'll do it when I have time. Grandma, I'm coming over tonight. We'll watch it together, right? This is network marketing. This is a, a lot of what it actually looks like. You know, it, it is based on the three by three pyramid model. If you hold people's hands and make sure they get the information, Absolutely. they will get the information. And when it comes to Instagram, it's the opposite of what we're doing. We're, we're throwing out tons of tiny little hooks to hope to get people in on their own. It's a different strategy. It's, it's effective, but... When it comes down to dealing with real people, it's still the same thing. And I hope I'm not going into too much detail here. And I, and I want to give you an opportunity to kind of butt in. But let me just go into a little bit more about no, this, this deaf ear thing. And the fact that you would sell anything that you care about, first of all, to people, whether you made money off it or not. I myself recommend all kinds of things that I don't make money off of. I recommend diatomaceous earth every single day. I often recommend people go out and buy enzymes generically or whatever, this and that. And that's fine. I, I believe in it. It's not, it's not forceful at all. But when I do believe in it, and it is someone that I care about, and I do intend to make the sale, I'm not going to leave it to chance. This means that every step that needs to happen, they need to be exposed. Well, that's not left to chance. On Instagram, it's left to chance. In my real life, I'm going to make sure they get the information. If my friend's going in for surgery, I'm going to know, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to make sure that he knows that I have a proposition if you do this for three months, then you likely will not need any surgery. You likely won't even be thinking about surgery a month in, right? And the because is to avoid surgery. Now, he can say, no, I don't care. My job is done, right? I didn't leave that, that part to chance. He got the information. Now, once he's interested at all, 
I'm not leaving any of the rest of it to chance, right? Oh, I don't have enough time. Don't worry, I'll handle it for you. Or I don't have enough money. Don't worry, it's going to, we're going to, don't let me brush off the financial part of it. It's not don't worry. What I would say to the finances part, to the I don't have the money, and this should be drilled in practice, by the way, with anybody, to any level of seriousness. And this is because often your grandma will tell you, you know, she doesn't have any money. If you know in your heart that she's worse off if she doesn't buy the products, that's, all, that's it. It doesn't matter. The money doesn't matter. I was homeless when I, when I found this. I don't know if you know that. I don't say it that often, but it's out there. I was totally homeless when I d- discovered this. I was also in crippling pain my whole life. I couldn't move properly my whole life. You know, and when it, I was told that I needed X dollars to do this, I did not have the money in my pocket. I did not have a credit card. I, but I found a way to get it, right? I had a number. I went out and got it. I brought it back. Boom, right? And grandma, that's probably in a lot of pain, P.S., has probably been in pain for a long time and probably complained less about it than she should. You, we can get grandmas dancing on the table. I don't know if you've seen any grandmas dancing on the table yet. It's a pretty incredible sight. You know, we got grandmas that are standing firm and confident and, you know, have less health problems than their grandchildren or whatever. It's great. What is the cost? Well, I don't know what the cost exactly is. We can get her the cheapest possible products. That's not the problem. The problem is the commitment. So everything we're aiming for is a commitment. So when grandma says, I don't have enough money, it goes back to the pitch, if, then, because. And P.S., if my grandmas did this, they'd still be alive, right? My mom's alive and well because of this. Do I care about 100 bucks a month? No, I don't care about 100 bucks a month. Does she? No. If we can really get down to it, we don't usually say this, but everybody has these understandings if we're, we're able to allude to them in some way, that we are spending way more money on food already. And a lot of our customers are already spending money on supplements that are not doing the job. My mom was a good example. Just even some vitamin C, some vitamin D, some calcium, magnesium. That's 30, 40 bucks Absolutely. a month just in some cheap that little products. You know? We're working. So, yeah, they're not being absorbed. It's nowhere near enough quantity. If you read the actual labels or even you kind of get into the study of the longevity products, there are so many ingredients in these things. And that's the reason. It's the combinations, the recipes, the, the types of ingredients and different forms and all this stuff that just makes them incredible. So, when you're trying to compare dollar for dollar, there's no comparison, you know, and for osteoporosis or diabetes or, you know, being overweight, being 60 pounds overweight, what's the cash value of that? To me, not being able to move my neck properly, to me being in constant back pain and constant discomfort, there's no amount of money that you could pay me to go back to that, period, right? And whatever I got to do to come up with my 200 bucks a month, PS, the goal is to keep increasing that, so you a wider spread of better products and lifestyle products and all this stuff for whatever I got to do for my 200 bucks a month in supplements, I'm going to do it. And the truth is if I do that now, I don't have any concerns about health. So number one, I can work all day, every day. I don't have sick days. That, that's going to add up a lot. I don't have any extra products like uh, snack food. You know, I don't have a snacking urge because I'm getting nourished. So take away all the snack money. I've hung out with people and kind of just gone about their business with them and watched them spend 60 bucks on snack snacks and and coffee and energy drinks and whatever 60 bucks in a day you know what i mean the a solid supplement program is 10 bucks or less a day and that's you can't barely even get a meal for that so when i'm saying all i'm saying here is that once you have this understanding that the there's no such thing as i I can't afford it if i can't afford it it's it's a misunderstanding you know it's like saying i can't afford food you'll hear some people saying that and you're like well what it really means is they're kind of just struggling 
and we just need to rearrange the finances a little bit. That's, that's it. You know, if the price of food went up next week, which it probably will a couple of cents, you're, you're also going to need to readjust. And we're not talking about actual major adjustments here. And one of the big pitches within this is when you actually do supplement, you don't need to eat that much and you don't need to eat junk. Obviously, it's wasting money on junk. I might be going a little bit too far around around town here with my circle here. But the point is there is nobody who qualifies for the objections that they usually say. And in sales, we know that the real objection is Always. usually a hidden objection. And if you know, you know these things, then you know that there's no such thing as deaf ears. Once we get people's attention and, and we have a pitch, now we have the opportunity for an objection. Right? We've, we're moving ourselves along the sales process here. Right? So now that there is probably going to be an objection, all sensible people will have some questions to ask before they invest in a product or a new program or a new diet or something, a lifestyle change, anything. For me, if I'm going to buy a, a $30, $40 piece of equipment, I'm going to think about it a while and do a little bit of homework on it, make sure I really need it, make sure I'm buying the best possible product. So there's lists of these unspoken objections. And P.S., if you haven't read or listened to Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone, I recommend both multiple times. And within this, I believe on chapter six, The Price Myth, this is a golden chapter, P.S. This is just mandatory listening. And in that, he's going to have the list of unspoken objections. And a lot of them are going to be kind of what we just said. Is this really the best product out there? Are these people really going to service me? What are my friends going to think of me? Am I repeating another mistake? P.S. One of the biggest mistakes, one of the biggest objections out there, especially in our business, is repeating the mistakes of the past, right? We might have this golden formula, but chances are the person you're talking to who has, again, osteoporosis, diabetes, you know, blood pressure concerns, what, whatever it is, they've probably been sold a tincture before. They've probably been sold some herbs before. They've probably been sold vitamins before. Chances are, and chances are they didn't get value for it. At least that's what they feel. And so now their primary concern is not making another mistake. They might tell you, I don't have the money. What they're telling you is I'm not going to pay for another type of product that didn't really help me. I just reframe this into a value proposition, which is what it actually comes down to. And since the, I don't have enough money is going to be the, the primary the, the primary objection, you have to know that that almost never exists. What they're really t- thinking about, could I actually go gluten-free? I drive truck for a living. Just, some people have heard in my head. I drive truck for a living. You know, Can I really go on the road and eat like this? That's what they're going to be thinking about that night. They're going to be thinking, if I do go gluten-free, oh, man, my girlfriend really likes beer. Is she going like, to go along with this? You know, Are my friends going to make fun of me? A lot, some people will have these concerns. What's my family going to think? Some people live at home with their mom and their dad. Are my parents going to go along with this? And are they going to feed me this food? You just heard Dr. Wallach say, and you'll hear us say, and you probably say it. You probably shouldn't do supplements right. if you're not going to do the food. Probably wasting a bit of your time. Now, that's not totally true. P.S. My mom didn't do the food thing. She doesn't have osteoporosis anymore. It's not totally true. We want to hedge our bets. We, we want to really, we don't want to tell you half the story. And we don't want you expecting a miracle if you don't do the foods, right? But realistically... It's not a waste of money to put plant-derived minerals in you, especially. You know, like it's going to get in your system. You can't help but absorb those minerals, that kind of thing. So I, I just took away the primary objections because most of the time when I hear this deaf ears, and this is before I really, really trained this and, and drilled this, I thought the same thing. 
I thought, you know what, a lot of these people have deaf ears. And then I turned it around and I thought, well, how did I get a few of those first people? I didn't leave it to chance. I didn't let them have deaf ears. They did have deaf ears. I called my buddy up and I said, hey, man, I want to tell you about some, some uh, supplements I've been into recently. Of course I got deaf ears at that point. But when he opens the door for me, I'm going in. I'm being clear. I'm being quick. I'm being direct. I'm being sincere. And, I'm, and I know that I'm doing it because I care about him or her or whoever it is. That's why I'm there. I'm never losing sight of that. And a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes you get fear of accusation. Not in the customer, in the distributor. This is you or me scared that one of our beloved people in our lives is going to think that we're just trying to sell them something. Once you know in your heart that what you, this is the real deal and you know they're better off with it, that's just out the window. And you can just say that with straight face. And you can also say that. I would say that to my friends. You know, you know I've never done you wrong before on anything like this. If you don't get the result, then don't keep taking it. But it's my duty from this point forward to tell everybody about it. And honestly, man, let me tell you, very, I don't think anybody actually ever was like, yo, I don't want you to get commission on no. it. You know, I don't think that no, ever happened. No. I want to give you a chance yeah, to jump I, in I, here. I, I, I have something I just, else to say um, to you. I have never heard anyone say that either in terms of, uh, you know, it's like, oh, more anyone who's tried it and and realize the results they they're they're happy to have uh, you know to 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 be a part of it and they're going out oh, you know i i everybody do their everybody you know should have their due um in terms of uh thank you for sharing the information they don't it's, ne- it's never i don't want you to collect commission off of me um especially when it's pennies on the dollar i mean it's not a huge um commission especially to start um and I explained that as well. And, and, and I, I, it's the same thing um, in real estate, whereas, um, you know, I know that you are, you, you, the, the money part of it is um, you're better off with it than without it. <laughs> you know, how much money have you thrown away in rent over the last 10 years? You could have paid. Yeah. Please. Can can we pause here for one second, Chris? Tell us all, tell us all how often people come to you and they say, okay, we're looking for a house for, uh, we don't want to go any, any more than 400,000. Um, how often do they eight go out of 10 times? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Why? Because it's Absolutely. better to just get the nicer house. What's it going to be, honey? An extra 200 bucks a it, month? Because we can they're, do that. they're the, um, it, it, they see the value. You know, the value becomes evident. It's like, uh, you know, for the, like, just like you said, for the extra $200 a month, it's worth it to have that pool. It's worth it to have that quality of life or that, that location, that school district. The, the yeah. better location, the rec Absolutely. room, the whatever. And, so, and the same, just like you said, it's plant-derived minerals has been a great, it's been a staple in my repertoire in terms of uh, affordability and affectability it's it, it, you know okay you're you're reluctant to try this i understand um and and i've purchased these this by the box and friends and family and relatives and people that i know personally I, a lot of times i just hand it to them here you go you know 20 bucks on me try and the first thing a lot of them tell me is uh, my digestion is uh you know it, it's tenfold I, they immediately feel the results in in the digestive system 
um, with, I guess, um, regularity. And, you know, when it's when the bottle's gone, they notice that the digestion is back to irregular. And so um, it's like, hey, man, 25 bucks, you know, 20 bucks here. You can do the cherry mint. But for five dollars less, you can go for the uh, plant-derived minerals, and um, you know, and 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 with that, I, especially the the friends and family who are like, oh no, nah, you know, I, I like beer. I, I can't go without whiskey. I can't go without <laughs> my uh, you know my homemade bread or those kind of things. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, um, don't just drink this every day. You know, if that's if 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 baby steps, you know. Can I can I throw some wording Please. in here too for the I could never. So because this is these are the primary objections that we deal with, um, all uh, all the time we get people saying, <laughs> "I'm Italian though, I'm Polish though, my parents are Portuguese. Are you crazy? They, I don't care where you're from. Everybody talks like this. Everybody has some cultural foods that are on our bad list. All of them, you know, unless you came from the." Even if you came from Hunza Mountains, you know, Hunza Valley, Karakuru Mountains, you're, you're still going to be eating your little Chipotle bread thing and you're going to realize that what's in our grocery store is nowhere near it. Point being, it doesn't matter the cultural thing. It doesn't matter if they like beer. What I like to do is say, well, obviously agreeing with the customer is kind of the most important thing. So, you know, we have to understand that there's reasons that we have our habits. We do enjoy the things that we do. In reality, we're not actually giving anything up. It's kind of like quitting cigarettes. You're not really giving cigarettes up. You're kind Absolutely. of liberating yourself from the burden of the addiction. Now, that, that crosses off a lot of the junk food stuff. And most of the time, we just don't need to mention this PS. I know that people just say things. And I know that if you go to someone and you tell them they can never eat pizza again or that's what they hear, they're going to be defensive about it. And that, it's just okay. You know, the more leverage you have, obviously, is if someone came to you and they have a health problem. And then they'd be like, well, I could never give up bread. And right. we'd be like, well, you're going to have diabetes still, you know, but that's not the average case. The average case is we're like, what we're talking about is we're going and actually prospecting people. So beer drinker, let's hit that off. There's lots of gluten-free beers, you know, or, um, one of our friends here, he, he drinks beer all the time. He loves beer. He just bought some products off of us because he has back pain. Well, you know, does, should he quit the beer? Yeah, sure. He should quit the beer. Is he going to? No. We're deep country here, PS, right? Like, <laughs> no, he's not going to quit the beer. So I said, so I said, man, no problem, no problem. Bud Light's gluten free. He says, oh man, I've been. Dr-. He's drinking Bud Light in his hand. The Bud Light's gluten free, no problem. You know, if you drink that around meals, you might notice some indigestion. Oh yeah, actually, okay. Well, so you can still drink beer. Like, it's not going to kill you. A lot of the longest lived people who drink beer. I mean, and I know I'm sounding kind of blasphemous, but like, what would Absolutely. you rather have? Doing something or doing nothing, right? Would we rather? Would you rather have a customer who just drinks beer or no customer, you know, dies 10 years earlier of a heart attack or whatever? Like, we can still help them. Again, my mom doesn't have osteoporosis. Didn't change anything about how she ate. It's fine. We have to. She's one of the things she taught me. We have to just accept this, you know. And uh, a lot of us will push our way out of a sale because we're not willing to accept it. And then we kind of just fight them on it. So the beer, fine, fine drink beer. I mean, and I would right now immediately slide in a positive example you know, my dad loved beer, man. He drank beer all my life. And uh, when I was 25, he was severely overweight. And I told him about this. And I said, man, look, you can still drink alcohol. Switch your beer to gluten-free beer or drink wine or rum. Or t-. And I remember the conversation. He says, gluten, eh? So w- what else would have it in it? And we got into the list. He's like, oh, so I can still drink rum. 
Oh, so I could still drink wine. Oh, so I could still. Okay. You know, what happened? He lost 40 pounds, uh, like pretty much immediately. Yeah. So he loses 40 pounds. Did he change much? No, he didn't really change much. His wife still cooks for him pretty much the exact same way. He switched one habit and he got a huge improvement. But if I said, Dad, you got a quick beer, this guy would look at me. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> you know? Like, dude. Yeah. And then you get more and more leverage. Another example. Same, and this is what I would keep doing. P.S. Any resistance. And obviously, this person I just mentioned to our friend with the, the beer drinking habit, he's got back pain. I know that. I know that. So I'm not going to just let him be like, oh, well, I like my beer. So I guess I'll just have back pain forever. It's not the equation here. The equation is you can improve things and it's okay sure, if you drink beer. It's not the end of the freaking world, right? And uh, P.S., but chronic beer drinkers too, they could be, if they're underweight, I mean, I would argue they're going to live longer than the average Absolutely. person next to them kind of regardless. So neither here nor there. I would slip in more. Once I got an opportunity to talk about the alcohol thing, I would, I would jump, I would keep on that same example. I would still go with my dad there and I would say actually, yeah, my dad was super resistant to this too, you know, but he was juicing and everybody's going to have these kind of examples, by the way, just be able to use the same person for multiple examples. Uh, he was really into juicing and stuff too. And truthfully, he figured that it, it cost about the same. It was a lot of hassle, a lot of work, a lot of cleaning and his machine recently broke down to do his juicing. So he, switched, he put the tangy tangerine in, loved it, you know, and uh, one of the other things was, see, I'm just talking and I'm just giving more positive examples. Now, I brought my dad to go see Dr. Wallach once, and in Dr. Wallach's presentation, he mentioned Willie Nelson. Well, my dad's a guitar player, an old-school blues man. He knows Willie. He said, yo, Willie knows Doc, right? We, we've got some celebrity power here, too, but we've also we've got uh, topic power. What's your topic? Are you an athlete? we got athletes, right? We, sure. I'm an artist. It's a bit harder, but we can pull art examples out anyways. But I would say, yeah, my dad, uh, my dad noticed, too, that his hands were getting arthritis and stuff in them, too, and he didn't know that um, Willie Nelson's hands were all like little crab hands. They're all crumpled up from arthritis. And he was, he was going on stage and faking guitar playing, like lip syncing with his guitar because he couldn't play it anymore. And my dad was very compelled by this story. So he took that product as well. And what do you know, his hands improved too. So th- you can deal with average civilians by talking to them and about other average civilians. <laughs> I don't I'm consider sure. myself. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, certainly. If you're not in pain, you, you can play longer at least. But I'm not a health junkie, right? I don't, I'm not showing up with a hairband on, you know, in my jogging shorts. Like, I'm hanging out with smokers and drinkers. And, you know, so it, it doesn't have to be like, come and join us in our super positive health journey, which is kind of what longevity looks like. There's uh, so many real people, regular people, business owners, billionaires, you know, that people like me, just people. You know, people like my mom, people like my dad, people like you, Chris, a real estate agent. You know, you're not a celebrity. We're regular people, and we got a ton of regular beer-drinking people. We got a ton of regular smokers. They don't care. They take their minerals, right? Would they be better not smoking? Sure. I also worked at a gym, too. I mentioned that. People would come in and have the same kind of objections. And I'm hammering this in, P.S., because this is everyone we're dealing with, basically. They don't need to go 100%. In the gym, a lot of people would give the excuse, yeah, but, you know, I still smoke. They would say that. This is like, well, I'm going to start doing the gym after I quit smoking and me knowing psychologically, you're probably not going to quit smoking, but just come into the gym. You're going to be better off, right? You can go and smoke out. It doesn't matter, right? It's like it, just because you'd be better off doing everything 100% perfectly. It doesn't mean that Absolutely. you're not better off just coming in the gym and working your muscles out. You're still going to get a benefit. You still drink, you eat your broccoli and it's still going to be good for you. You know, it doesn't negate it. 
and um, once you once you know that, and you just don't let people get away with silly excuses that are they're really just using to not take action, and that's all eliminated, right? Oh yeah, but I can't. I could never quit. Let's just go back to this. But I could never quit beer. But I could never quit absolutely. Bread. There's tons of gluten free breads out there now, and that, that's the that's the line for line. And another example. The problem is tons of gluten free breads out there. I come from Italian heritage, right and, now. And, uh, you know. When when we go to my grand my grandmother just passed away um, a month ago she was eighty two, and um, but and too young in my opinion. Um, however, the pasta was a staple, and then that's that that is a common argument. No, how are we going to have Sunday dinner without pasta? Mm-hmm. Well, um, so I would I would bring gnocchis, which are potato pasta. You know, it's like all right here. You know, like you say, just just minor adjustments, mm-hmm. um, and still. Just take the tang- eat the pasta, take the tangy, eat the pasta, drink the plant derived minerals, drink the beer, take the osteo. Just you know, like you say, added value. Uh, it, there's mm-hmm. there's no um, it you're not you're going to be better off from it. Like you say, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. And the gluten free pasta, P.S. You're not going to notice. Right. The <laughs> we don't eat pasta. We eat sauce. Like when anyone says, it's "Oh, I, I love this pasta Absolutely. dish," it's because of the sauce. Pasta doesn't matter. It's as long as it's not too hard or mushy, like, that's it. It's got to be al dente, and you can get that. Yeah, yeah. So that that's simple. And um, when we make it easy like this, and I'm accepting. P.S. This is what I'm doing. This is like a, you know a keto fighting. Like I'm I'm accepting these punches, and I'm just diverting them. Oh, I can never quit bread. You don't have to quit bread. Tons of gluten free breads. You're 80 pounds overweight. Right. You lose a lot of weight <laughs> if you just quit the bread. You don't even need to buy these minerals, right? as you've heard this is, this is part of our staple pitch like when we're actually sitting down and talking with people my job is to answer their questions and concerns and it's also not to let them just like believe their own excuses which they probably don't like i said most people will say i don't have any money when they know that this is just a thing that we say they know that if their water heater broke next week they'd find a way to pay for it they know that if you know some new record came Absolutely. out they really wanted they don't have the money but they're gonna get it you know what I mean? It's just, we don't need to bash people on this. This is just human nature. We just say stupid things sometimes. And uh, people who do not have a solid financial uh, plan going on, they probably don't, aren't keeping track of these things. But someone who's been into this a while will probably be able to tell you exactly how much they spend on coffee. And uh, they'll probably be completely aware that they have a, very, a much wider um, disposable income than they will admit. And that all of us, when we're put into a situation of pressure to buy something right now, a lot of us are going to say, I don't have the money right now. And what a lot of us are going to really mean is we're going to put this on our little list that we got going. And I'm going to think about it and try and figure out how it works. Every now and then, someone uh, I like art books. Art books are really expensive, super expensive. And half the time, they come from Europe. And I got to pay 40 euros in shipping. So a book comes out. I see it. You know, it caught, it's too much money. This is my, it's in my mind. I don't have the money right now. Of course, you should think of how, how can I get the money? This is personal development, switching your language around. But that is my thought. I don't right. have the money this second. But I put it on my list. I put it on my list. And the more serious I am about it, the more prioritized these things are. I'm always buying stuff. You're probably always buying stuff. We're always buying stuff for our house and to improve our life. And, you know, recreational products for me, it's books and vinyl records. Like, it's not that there's no expense. But almost anything, I look at it, $60 record. Absolutely. I really buy it, man. It's just not going to be right now. You know, so we just never let ourselves uh, believe people when they say it's not enough money. And I think I've I think I've kind of hit this this point on the head. But 
there isn't very many objections left when you look at this. And especially if the person has a problem, right? There's two categories of people, obviously. People who don't have a problem and people who do. The people who don't, it's very hard. It is hard. But we can rearrange the pitch. Most of my friends didn't have health problems when I brought them in. I had to just straight up be like, look, it's not in our food. The diseases are caused by these deficiencies. But it makes you feel better when you take it anyways. This was our reality. We were addicted to tangy tangerine, not knowing anything about anything else. And I was not cured because yeah. tangy tangerine didn't do it. Osteofex did it in combination with tangy tangerine. But we would still be able to say you feel better. If you do this for this long, then you'll feel better. It's just a weaker pitch. You know, it's just it's not like we can measure it because they have this, you know, they got a blood sugar level that we can measure go down. And there is a growing group of people that are doing this for prevention. And that's awesome. But it's not the core of our business. It never has been, probably never will be. The core of our business is, you know, middle-aged people, mostly women, P.S., like uh, close to 80%. Like it, I think the number is 78.6% of all network marketers, like distributors and customers totaled are women. Maybe that's too specific of a number, but that's a number that's in my head. So it's well, close to I, 80%. I, I, and I another, believe that. Uh, and middle-aged women, right? So, um portion of my market has been for for longevity uh people with children so women in particular you know like and and like i said i would have lopped off my one of my arms for to to make my kid feel better you know i would gladly take their and so mm-hmm. knowing this um the perceived value is much higher um when you have a sick child uh you know, or a child suffering with the, with the, with an ailment or disease. It's like, well, listen, if you take this, you know, this, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it doesn't, your child does not have to be. This is not, this is simply a deficiency. And, um, you know, once the, once the value is perceived, uh, once it's realized it, it, my my uncle, my uncle Kenny, for two years he preached it to me about Dr. Wallach and the gluten and the, you know, and I didn't listen to him until I met Dr. Wallach himself. That's when I had the awakening, so to speak. But his his claim, uh, his famous quote is, "You're just not sick enough yet." You know, <laughs> they'll they'll come to me when they're sicker. When you're laying in the hospital <laughs> no, true, bed, call me. True. You know. You know what's funny, Chris, too, after I've been doing this for five years or something, it's pretty much come <laughs> to that point where every one of my friends has been sick at one point. And they say, okay, okay man, yo, what that juice stuff you were talking about, man. Yeah, please. I've been home for a week, bro. <laughs> Just send me some. Straight up. Like, when you have the attitude of take it or leave it, you know, and you still get to be friends with them, still get to be in a business, whatever relationship you have with them, as long as you, when you pitch it, they're like, ah. Okay, pro- bro, no problem, man. But when you do get sick, or you know, maybe you, your girlfriend's sick, or yeah. some of our cases, um, girlfriends got pregnant, right? And they say, "Hey, you mentioned I heard you talk about birth defects and the absolutely, yeah, I think it's worth it now, you know, kind of thing." I, I want to mention, I want to pick up on the women because women in general, number one, they care more about their health. It's why because well, there's lots of reasons, but one of the main reasons absolutely. is because appearance is directly correlated with health. Uh, they've measured beauty objectively. It's basically health and symmetry. And one of the first things to be affected by ill health is asymmetry, right? You can think of a pimple popping up on one side of the face. It's a very simple asymmetry. But uh, you can also think of more major deformities where it leads to an asymmetrical appearance. So 
women care about their health. They care about their appearance. They spend more money, obviously, than men, but more than any other demographic, like, you know, young people or whatever, old people. Those women, grown women, they're spending more money on skin products, hair products. It's worth looking into some of these numbers. Just a, a whole gamut, makeup, all kinds of stuff. A lot of that can be eliminated just by good health. A lot of our, our best lifelong die-hard customers had chronic acne and they're women or they're, they were 40 pounds overweight, could never get rid of it. You know, like some um, topical kind of thing that was bothering them. And that was it. Losing hair, another big one. You know, now they're not losing hair. Boom, they're sold forever. And they're probably actually saving money based on what they were already spending on skin, hair, nails, makeup. Da, 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 da. A lot of them don't even need to wear makeup anymore. A lot of them, that's what they say. A lot of them are wearing makeup to cover up skin problems, you know. So, and of course, they care more about their kids. And I want to mention, too, what you said about kids earlier, I was hoping you'd say something about behavior, too, because I feel that when it's mothers, especially, this is like why they're the best customers. They care about their own health. They care about their kids' health. They care about their husband's health. They control the food most of the time. They control the buying and the cooking. That's excellent. But their main problem in life, I'm talking about the housewife here, stereotypical. It is a real thing. It is a major part of this business. It is a major part of our customer base. And I know, because I, I kind of live half a housewife lifestyle myself. Yes. I don't have a job. Kids can drive you freaking insane. And from my opinion, it's kids with blood sugar problems that can drive you absolutely insane. And I have personally intervened because I've had kids in my life where I'm like, this is unacceptable. You know, we've got them hooked on Tangy Tangerine or Ultimate Classic or the, the protein shakes. By the way, some of these kids just go absolutely bonkers for these things. And it, it shuts them up. And I'm sorry to be crude, but... Man, I couldn't imagine living in a household with three, four kids running around with ADHD because they're eating sugar all day, you know, and they don't have nutrients. And I want to give you a, one personal anecdote one time. Well, I was at the store in Windsor that we opened up and I'm pitching minerals, plain plant-derived minerals and the cherry mints and whatever. I got them set up there so I could do a little, uh, just sample. Anybody who samples, I'm going to now take the opportunity to give the presentation if I'm invited. Got a quick little presentation about where the minerals come from and why they're absorbable spit it out super quick because I don't have their time. They're walking past me in a hallway, basically. And uh, this one point, I was talking to this lady. Uh, she'd come by before. She's really interested. She's on the verge of making her decision, right? Putting the money down on the table, starting the program. You know, she's confident. She's ready. I'm trying to talk to her. And the, her kid is running around our store, knocking <laughs> things off the shelves, pulling cords out, you know what I mean? Causing a freaking ruckus, like yelling at people as they're walking by. Uh, and I'm trying to do a sale here, you know, I'm trying, I got, a, I'm trying to get the signature on the dotted line. And I said, kid, I probably didn't say kid. I said, come over here. And I said, try this uh, minerals, probably half a shot of minerals. And they said, whoa, that's really strong. And I said, try this one. It was one of the flavors. And he says, oh, that one tastes better. I said, try this one. It tastes another flavor. Boom. You're noticing adding this up. This is two times <laughs> his body weight already. Boom. Try another one. I think I gave him four shots. So probably two full two full ounces and this kid's probably you know 45 pounds so it's and then i put him on a, a shaker machine that we had and let me tell you this kid was running around like a circus clown <laughs> two seconds earlier shut him right up shut him up for for the whole hour i had to talk to his mom in peace even she was like she kept looking over and like the first time he's ever felt gone because he's not making yeah. it work you know like, right this is a, this is in five minutes you know this just like I just pumped them full of minerals and put them on a shaker machine that kind of just stimulates the circulatory system. And that's it. Shut them right up immediately. I bet he'll sleep, awesome. you know, silently that night. 
So that's leverage, right? This is lifestyle. We are a lifestyle product. And when you make these changes, you know, you feel better. Your husband lose weight. Your kids shut up. You know, everybody's happier. Grandma lives longer. And when it's like that, there's not much objection left. There's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time left. It's only a matter of time until everybody in our life gets on board. And truthfully, as the years go on, there's, there's so few people left in our circles that aren't on this. It's hardly any, hardly any at all. And it's, it's so strongly ingrained that when people, it's probably the same in your family too, when you're just like, this is just what you do. You know, you come over for dinner. Oh, this tastes really good. What is it? I just got gluten-free noodles. and Gluten-free? What is it? I wouldn't have even known. You know, start the conversation there. Anybody who comes into our life knows that we don't get sick. You know, not, not really. It's got to be something really extreme for someone to get sick. I got sick on the road last year. I got a virus. But um, we get over it pretty well. We don't, we don't have any actual diseases or anything like that. We know how to deal with it very confidently. And when anybody says something like, I get migraines all the time, very common stuff. We say, yeah, you know, we kind of know how we can help you with that. Often people will yes. launch into a yes, but situation. P.S. If, if you or anybody who isn't uh, familiar, the, the book Games People Play by Eric Burney and uh, transactional analysis as a whole will go into these games. And once you recognize them, you can really avoid them. So somebody will pretty automatically slide into a yes, but situation. I mean, uh, you give a suggestion and they say yes, but. And we kind of just brush it off. We do that whole take it or leave it thing. Hey, of you, know, course. you want migraines? Go ahead. We don't try to say it rudely. But the point is that pretty much 100% of them comes around. It's, uh, it's kind of just that easy. And I know I, I kind of overshadowed you here a little bit here. But it sounds like this is where you're at with the, you know, the sort of the people around you. Breaking out of that is pretty much just actually going out of your way to start more conversations. And it's, it's kind of math at that point, you know. It's all about exposures, of course, at the first level. In my estimation, a person-to-person exposure, like you tell somebody that you know, or you get them to watch Dead Doctors Don't Lie, that's only one exposure. They probably need four, five, six, maybe ten exposures before they're ready to be given a proposal, or before they ask any questions. This is just, I'm laying the formula and I'm throwing it back to you after this. Um, If they don't ask any questions, they are not interested, period if people continue to force things into the mind of someone who hasn't Absolutely. asked the question yet, you, you are speaking to deaf ears. Sometimes you can use a classic Grant Cardone line, which is, have you heard enough to make a decision yet? Because even right now, I feel like I'm over speaking because I'm overselling, but you know this too. And this is, this is material for other people to listen to. That's why I'm overselling it to you personally. If this was a sales situation, and we're going on 62 minutes here, way too long, P.S., for a sales situation, I would be going back at some point and saying, you know, have you heard enough? Have I spoken enough on this? Are you convinced? You could even use those words. Like, you know, are you convinced that, like, deficiencies lead to diseases? Okay, we're there. Okay, we can move on from that. Right? Some people will be stuck there. Some people will be like, hold on, you're, you're telling me cystic fibrosis? But pausing and giving them an opportunity to, to voice the technical objection, you might just breeze through the rest of the presentation. A lot of times people only have problems with one little part of this anyways. So exposures, three, four, five exposures. P.S. Online, yeah. online it's, I'm going to say it's 30 or more. I could even go as far as to say 100. On Instagram, the, the average person, by the time they come and message us, probably has had over 100 separate exposures of our account. So just give you in mind the numbers. Network marketing in person is way more effective because you only need three to 10 or whatever exposures. 
So more numbers. Once you've gotten people with exposures, still probably going to be one out of 10 of them that you're able to close the deal on. Once you get, and that means, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it, Chris. Yep. Just buy that pack, you know, Monday morning. I'm done with the gluten. I got a little bit left in my fridge. I'll eat it tonight. Done. Okay. So that's one out of 10. People get these numbers mixed up and they they are losing their minds sometimes because they failed with four out of four. Well, you've only done four. You know, you do 10, you do 10 and you get one. That's good. Some people see one out of 10 is bad. Professional baseball player hits three out of 10, right? Highest paid professional baseball players are hitting three out of 10. If they hit four out of 10, that's phenomenal, incredible. If you meet salespeople that hit four out of 10, those people are are driving really nice cars, I bet, you know, because that's, that's incredible talent to hit four out of 10. So going along with these numbers here, you know, you do have your compensation plan. How, how many people would I actually need? How does it add up to, of course, it, when it expands out more as a pyramid, it's better. As you mentioned, most people are customers. It's true in our business too. Most people are customers. So plodding along one out of 10 signs up to be a customer. One out of 10 signs up to be a customer. Two out of 10, you got, you got better now. Two out of 10 signs up to be a customer. Two out of 10 signs up to be a customer. Out of those, it might be one in 20, one in 30, one in 40 that becomes a distributor, right? So when you're, you're playing with these numbers, that's all you got to kind of understand is what numbers game you're actually playing here. We're not playing the enroll everybody game. We're not playing the sign all our family up right now. The game I'm playing is make sure everybody has the information whenever it comes up diligently, properly. That's been done. That's right. not, I don't think there's anybody that knows me that does not know what I do here. Right. That's done. And the next is just ex- keep exposing, keep exposing, keep exposing. That's, that's the whole job. That's all I do. I, and uh, Jim Rome would say plant seeds, right? You just plant in your seeds, plant in your seeds, plant in your seeds, you harvest it. You know, you water it. You, that's, it that's it, right? You plant enough seeds, you're going to get a full message box. I have to wake up every single day and clear the, the message boxes because there's people knocking on their doors. That, it will happen if you plant seeds, if you plant them outside of your door especially. I wanted to mention, we're going a bit long here. I want to talk to you about well, I what the heck to, are we going to do in the uh, future just to, network just to marketing? Top, just to go off of what you just said for a quick second, I um, I like to do – I try and do it passively, those exposures, simply because early on when I was shoving it down people's throats, I was poisoning the well. And so those exposures were um, – you know, it would totally. then – instead of 10 exposures, it would take 25 or, you know, because. But an exposure in this right. case is even like someone hearing you. Order I, the I would, I would have the family over for dinner Clear. and, 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 and I would do exactly what you said. I would serve the food, never tell them it was gluten free until they've already eaten it, because a lot of my family will go gluten free. No, I'll pass. <laughs> they want all the gluten. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> right. And it'd be the same right. if you try and drag Uncle Jim to the to the gym too. <laughs> so yeah, and John I, to the I gym. Also, I often like, start out with on a, on a pitch or or, or on a uh, um, you know one of those exposures that you talked about. It would it be crazy if I told you that um, this this would be effective for that? Um, and a lot of times, or or what, would it be too much to ask for five minutes of your time? If if it if if they say yes, or you know, I, I I'll back off. You know, because I, tr- I do try the direct approach, but passively, so to speak. Um, and so because I, I don't want to shove it in somebody's face, I, I, I would rather deal with the 
open. You know, I, I don't want to, I want to, I, I want to help the willing, you know, I want to help everyone, but the willing. Yeah, totally. And so, exactly yeah, moving it. forward um, exactly in the network it. marketing, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, the, the exposures, I don't do a whole lot of online material, not, not nearly as much as I should for the simple fact that it is, uh, it, it, it is a numbers game. And, um, you know, the, the hundreds of exposures needed. I mean, I have a page. I post to it seldomly. And I get messages here and there, but uh, I, I'm much more of a direct approach. And so I probably need to increase my online capacity. Um, you've developed a great following. Please. I, I, have to let you, I have to let you jump in. I have to tell you to let me jump in here. Because I want to I I say, you have a Youngevity-based yeah, Instagram Maryland. account. It's yeah. Youngevity, S-O-M-D. Southern Maryland, I assume. Southern Maryland. So that... I had the equivalent of that exact same account. Ah. Wallach's Warriors before was called Longevity Ontario Community. Terrible name. And who is it, who does it speak to? Is people who already know about Longevity. I don't think I made any new customers off of that account in the three years that it existed prior to it turning into Wallach Warriors. But I had other accounts, and this is for you and for everybody else. I had other accounts of what was closer to what I was actually about. This comes from Gary Vaynerchuk, by the way. Gary V, if you or anybody's not familiar, you, you need to buy Crush yeah, Unit, the book. Awesome. It's, a, it's a mandatory. It's not a borrow it. It's a buy it, own it. You need it. You need that book, Crushing It. You need to go back into his, what he was talking about, 2015, 16, go into his YouTube and start just divulging, or sorry, just devouring what he's got there about how to do this because he's not telling you to create a product page. No, we never okay. post. Both. I don't know what you post, by the way. I'm sorry. I didn't even check out the account. But it wouldn't really matter because I never enrolled anybody with that material, pro, uh, just like internal material. And I never got anybody interested by saying, look at this amazing product, or by uh, posting like fact, fact memes, like just the, did you know the 90 essential nutrients? Never got any traction. But I got a ton of traction by posting what I actually do in real life on Instagram, meaning art. Most of my initial enrollments, my friends from that time, my girlfriends that I would meet from that time, they came from that account. Why? Because that came from my heart. Now, you have many things in your heart. One of them is that I've heard. You know, we don't even know each other. Your family. You've got family that you care about. It can hear it in the tone of your voice through and through. you got a job that's a, an important job. It's a lucrative job. It's a job that lots of people are interested in. There's a lot to talk about there non-invasively in the sense that it's perfectly acceptable for you as a real estate person to put out material educating people about real estate or maybe just your thoughts or opinions of current climate of real estate, whatever. Me, I would follow you if I was your friend and I would pay attention to it. I would not be offended by it, if that makes sense. Like you're not, you're not preaching anything to me. You're not selling me a program right. about real estate. You're just kind of telling me some facts about real estate. That's no, no problem with that at all. What that does is get conversations in the inbox. This is all about inboxes. The, the Wallach Warriors account has... 27,000 followers. It does have a healthy inbox. I'll tell you, Chris, I'll tell everybody here, my personal inboxes are way more full than that. It's mind-boggling to me. And I sometimes I post just about records I'm listening to, and I'll get 40 messages about it. Seriously. And people who are into network marketing and hearing these, like, you know, you don't need to make an account based on the company. You don't need to make an account that talks about health at all. 
because every single human conversation that you of ever course. enter into, if it goes on long enough, it will go to health, period. It will go Let's- to their health, their family's health. It'll go to your health, your family's health. One day they're going to get sick. You're going to say, hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? What are you doing today? Oh, man, I've had this cold. I mean, and that's it, came up. it came up. You waited for it. You could oh, be man, in the grocery store cancer. or the gym yeah. or my church wife has or anywhere, and it's coming up. It's good. <laughs> you know, everyone wants to talk about real estate, and everyone wants to talk about their health, of their self. Church their especially. Family. I say this it's, all the time. Uh, yes. And so it's, it also manipulates the algorithms of social media yep. because it's, it's 80-20 personal to business. Um, you know, they, you will get more exposure from personal posts. It's not offensive. Than you will from business posts, you know, Facebook and, and, and Instagram, the same. I'm pretty sure it's 80, 20, something like that. Personal totally. to, to business, even on your, even on your business pages, you know, Facebook like pages, fan pages, they, um, they still want to see 80, 20, or they will not put you at the top of the newsfeed. So. Well, this is a good thing too. Yes. Because. It's hard to promote longevity material, in my opinion. It's hard. Like, it would be hard for me to promote specs. That's what I considered. Like, there's spec sheets. It would be hard for me to do that anyways. <laughs> if I sold cars, it would be hard for me to sell spec sheets. What am I going to do? Post a bunch right. of spec sheets? Hey, I got four cars on the lot today. Here's the spec sheets. Who cares? Professional car buyers would care. You know, people who are in the auction market and stuff like that, they care. But if it's too technical, no one cares. And when it comes to our company material, it's way too technical. No one cares. Half the people who take the products don't care. You know? So saying this because my question of where do we go from here with network marketing was kind of redundant. I hated the coffee shop thing and meeting people out there in real life. P.S. I'm a really grouchy, not people person in real life. So going online, it was such a huge blessing. And I had kind of given up even at that point. And I didn't even realize that while I was doing the online thing, that I was accumulating conversations in my other accounts, my personal account, my art account, and even the tower, my cell phone tower account to that to a degree. And what I was doing in accumulating conversations was the possibility for exposures going right back to the math that just inserted something pre-exposure, right? If you have 10, 20, 30 ongoing conversations about anything, Linux operating system, you know, uh, c- cooking, golf, fishing, cars dirt bikes real estate you know art any anything absolutely anything that you do there's millions of people that are out there that are into what you're doing as long as it's not too specific or too broad you know you like cats you can have a cat account you can get into tons of conversations as long as those conversations go anywhere deeper than surface level you're going to talk about health if you're only a cat account that does not have any pictures of yourself they might not have any reason to take you seriously my art account didn't have a picture of me at all. So no one knew who I was. They wouldn't even know if I was male or female. So those types of conversations, we would have had to get a lot more personal before I was able to bring it up ever. You know? But uh, having said this, like, a huge proportion of what we do still comes from that. And I don't mean comes from those accounts. I mean comes from the personal influence. There's a lot of people who don't trust the Wallet Warrior account at all. <laughs> P.S. There's people in the conspiracy world who think I'm an agent. They've called me an agent. You know, so uh, there's a lot of people who would look at an account like that and say, well, obviously this account has an agenda behind it and it does. Right. But the other accounts don't. You know, I have no real reason to be telling you about minerals or whatever in an art conversation. I have to tell you because you just complained about something that I know 
but they know this, right? Like, what's the commission involved? You know, 30 bucks. It's not worth it for me to jeopardize a friendship for a commission. And they know that. This is an important point. Your family knows that, too. If you're being real, you're being serious, you're being honest, and you're being sincere. And I was able to get a ton of enrollments originally with that. I was able to get out of poverty with that. Well, the first time I kind of crashed it. Long story. But the, the credibility of our existing customer base, and I know, and we got to kind of wrap this up. It comes from those personal accounts. There are so many people who messaged me on the personal and said, I didn't even think you were a real person. Or I really just thought you had an agenda or you were being paid by the company or being whatever, an agent, you know, some kind like, oh, you actually, you're just, you're just a regular person, you know, and what you just, what you started this whole thing with in the Amish barn, this is such a homely thing. What it actually is at its bottom line. It is such a grassroots thing at the bottom line that the advantage we have on pers- on social media is now we do not have to meet people in a coffee shop and develop a relationship in order for them to see who you are. They can see who you are in 15 seconds if they go to your account and you actually post things about your life. Not about health, ever. You know, you don't have to. Like, not about health. If you are 400 pounds, no one's going to take you seriously, right? So as long as you just do the basic message yourself, you, you be the example, you know, you be the change or whatever, then... You'd be a product of the product, the best way to put it. It's going to reflect in everything you do. As long as you know that this is, the, this is the real deal, when you're in conversation, your foot's going to be down with confidence, your chin's going to be up. Everybody's going to read that on you no matter what you say. Then it's, it's just a matter of the technical details, right? You walk, you walk your way through the sales process. Have they been exposed enough to ask questions? Once they ask questions, answer the questions. P.S., let me fill this, this gap in for you too. The primary way that we do it, Exposure, 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 question. Once we get the question, I don't care where it comes from, personal life, online. Now we get the question. Now my response is a list of questions every single time. You've walked into the dentist office. Hi, is this your first time here? Yes, here's a form for you. That's what we do. I don't know if you've been trained to do this. I was not trained to do this from the start. I was trained to use the um, health evaluation sheet. from I don't know if Longevity made it. I think uh, Paul Croto and his team in Buffalo made it. It's useful. It's the same sort of principle. Rather than, I'm sorry, I'm hesitating here because it's extremely important. When somebody asks us a question, especially if it's a serious question, especially if we love them, our instinct is to answer them directly. It's the wrong instinct. If grandma says, what do I do about diabetes? The real answer is an hour long, you know. The 15-second answer, she doesn't have that information. She doesn't have the background information to make sense of that. So that's the wrong answer. The real answer is inserting them into a sales process now. Now they've, they've come and whatever question it is, what they've really told you, I'm ready to find out what I need to do. That's what they're actually telling you. Hey, could you tell me a little bit more about osteoporosis, diabetes, name the problem. Uh, I'm interested in learning or I'm interested in losing weight interested in getting rid of my heartburn, whatever it is, what they're telling you is I'm ready to find out what I need to do next. The real answer of what they need to do next is we need more information. This is the part that so many people fail on. And this is how I have to wrap it up because forgetting this is almost like you're unprepared if you don't know this. This is what makes you a professional. This is what puts the cards in your hand. This is when we sit down at the table together. P.S. Never do a sales standing up. I don't care if it's your friend or your anybody. You know, Once they've asked the question, now 
Right. We are sitting down. In the DM, metaphorically, we're sitting down together now at this time. Now they've acknowledged me as a professional. Now I'm going to act like a professional. Now I'm going to give them the questions that I already have because these are the questions everybody gets. And I'm not going to give them any information until I have all their answers. Why? Because some of those answers can completely change things. If we're selling people minerals or taking tangerine or whatever, mega packs, I don't care, and they don't have a gallbladder, we screwed up huge. We need to know they don't have a gallbladder. That's one of my questions. Have you had any surgeries or organs removed or glands removed? And need mandatory information. A lot of people are anonymous. When people are in real life, you can judge their body mass index. I need to know how tall and how much you weigh. Some people say, oh, well, I'm not comfortable. I'm a professional. I, I don't say oh, I'm a professional. This is how I think about it. And a lot of people, they're not thinking of themselves as a professional. Well, when somebody does something like that, like I need right. to stand up straight and say, I need this information in order to give you my best <laughs> advice. And I sh- then I shut up, right? Because <laughs> they don't need any other. That's it. I'm walking them through the process, but I'm forcing them into the funnel. The funnel is I get the information, right? You have a question. I get the information so I can actually give you the information you need, right? Because people don't even know what information they need. What do I need to do? We're not there yet, right? Again, another PS in here. People get caught up before they've even made a decision to start, before they even know what to do, what they need to do, how much money they need to spend, how long they need to do it for. They're worried about things like, is it a powder or a liquid? How many capsules do I have to take? They're, they're worried about irrelevant things. And a lot of times people will come to you with irrelevant questions before. If they, so if they fall anywhere out of this sales timeline here, it's wrong. Right? If they have not gotten the questions from me, that means they have not asked me a question right? If their first question to me is, uh, how much is that bottle of minerals? That's a, that's a wrong question. My, my answer is, I don't even know if you need a bottle of minerals. I need to ask you a bottle of questions. I need to ask you some questions before I can even give you my best advice. But chances are, most people who are, you're dealing with, Chris, they've been given information at some point and they're faltering at some point. Right. If you didn't give them those questions, you failed. If it's, your, if it's your mom, and I got away with this in the early days, and I got lucky, but I don't want to take this to chance anymore. If somebody I know and love, and we're hanging out together, you know, casual, once this comes up and it gets serious, once they ask me a serious question about this, I'm going to stop what I'm doing more or less. I'm going to change my posture more or less. I'm going to talk to them seriously. And I'm also going to talk to them like they're a client now. They're not my buddy anymore for this second. They're not my girlfriend anymore for this second, Right. And uh, if we don't do this and we stay, if you're still the grandchild, no, man, you got to, you got to be responsible for this, right? The salesperson is responsible. The salesperson is responsible for the sale, not the customer, the salesperson. So if you don't adjust your posture and you keep it casual, that's a failure. Because why? We're talking about life, death, disease here, right? Life, death, disease. Of course. No, absolutely. It's not a joke, you know? And I know you're not taking this as a joke, Chris. It's just like, it's, it's. A completely appropriate to take a proper attitude on this. And once your uncle John or your girlfriend or your buddy, once they finally give you permission by asking you a question to be a professional, like now they know you're a mechanic, but they never brought your car, their car to you. It never broke down. Now it breaks right. down. You don't just go and say, Hey man, how's it going? Da, 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 da. Now let me take a look at this car. You know, how much is it going to cost? It's going to be 350 man for you. I can do 325. Okay. Boom. Handshake straight up. Right. Shift into a professional, be a professional, hand those questions over. That is the, the badge, in my opinion. 
Like the questions is the solidification of the professionalism of what we're doing. And any team that's not gathering that level of information, they are doing it wrong. The, the health evaluation sheet, PS, that kind of flips it onto the customer. It gives them the responsibility to track their progress and such. But still, that, they should know if they have a gallbladder. They should know if they're 100 pounds overweight. Um, one of my distributors recently yeah. added a question to the list I'm going to add it to. It says, what is your favorite food? So. I thought that was a super clever and very, very telling question. You got a lot of information from that answer. Very, very good. So within this, and you've relaxed it too. You've, you just put the brakes on, right? Think, think about this the first time you heard Dr. Wallach's message. Or if you've ever met anybody who's got a serious diagnosis, they're in a rough shape, man. They're like, either they're blown away by Dr. Wallach or they're in a state of panic that they just got a diagnosis or whatever. They're not thinking completely clearly. Part of the relief that they're going to get in dealing with us or dealing with you, Chris, is you're calm. You're a professional. You know that you can help them. Right. And lots of people come into our DM. <laughs> I need your help. It's like you can picture it, right? I need your help. Oh my god. Okay, so we got to be like, okay, okay. You're here, right? You're safe. Right. You're safe. Is that, this is our? You hear Ben? This Ben talks like this. You're safe now. We're here. Okay. It's only gonna get better from here. If you never eat the bad foods again from today, like Dr. Wallach says, you're gonna add 20 years to your life. You know. So we calm. We're calm. You don't need to start the minerals tomorrow. Yeah. You just found about, out about this today. It's another side of the coin. People will be like, I need to buy these metals yeah, right. right now. And we just we need to be like, calm down, have a hug, sit down, sit at the table. Give me your give me your information here. What's it? Let's go through this. Let's go through this. Now they've calmed down and they're actually kind of enjoying it. There is a there's a benefit to the therapeutic feeling of just hanging out with someone who's in control, PS. Right? Just somebody who's like and you've been stressed about this. And this person just come and said, Look, I'm gonna take care of it. Right? This is the perfect salesperson. I'm gonna take care of it. And part of that. Give me your information. That's easy for them. That's something super easy. They don't have to question, well, how many scoops do I need to take? What do, uh, how does right. insulin transport it? In the they don't need Age, weight, height, you know, basic, basic stuff. And when it comes down to delivering their protocol, okay, if you do this for this long, expect this because of this. Boom, boom, done. Sign dotted line, yes or no. Not ready yet? How come? Right? The, the, we're not going to go into that. We're way overboard here. That's in the closing stages, but absolutely, you can do all the rest of this and be a really crappy closer, and you're still going to do pretty good. I was not really a great closer, you know, at the beginning, and I, I would say I'm kind of still not now because of our the way we do it online. If it's people at the table, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm three out of ten professional, but online, no, nowhere near that way. So you can train closing. Grant Cardone, same thing, has a book called The Closers, The Closers Almanac, and uh, Gold Mine, another Gold Mine. So. Exposure, questions, returned with questions, because now we're in sales process. Answering any further questions from that and the actual questions, delivering the protocol, asking for the close. That's it. That's the whole process. (laughs) And what we're going to do here here on now, we're probably not going to have any Amish meetings (laughs) anytime soon. My opinion is that the major health expos, especially the Toronto... The Chicago, yeah. the Miami, I think they're going to go. I think they're going bankrupt. It's the truth. I, yeah, I think the organizations that organize them, I just don't think they are going to be able to do two years of this. It's the truth. So I think things have changed, but we still have social media and that whole thing that we just said. 
I'm finding more and more and proving it to myself more and more that my personal accounts with just over 2000 followers are still a gold mine of prospects. It's like, this is how we can do it in the future. If we listen to Gary V and we listen to Grant Cardone and put those two mindsets together of the crushing it and the seller be sold, it's a winning combination. Start as many conversations as you can for honest reasons. Don't just, don't just randomly talk to people just because you want to start conversations. Find if you're not already in a lot of conversations, start some with people that have common interests, whatever your common interests are. If you're a film buff, go talk to film buffs, start posting film content and let people who already follow you come into your inbox and start talking to you about it. If you've got conversations that already have gone to health at one point and you failed with it, you can always circle back around. You can always circle around and say, look, Uncle James, um, I know, man, I came out a bit crazy a few years ago. I was really hyped up. But look, you still got arthritis. Look at our family, man. We're all doing great. We can help you. You don't need to quit your beer or something. If you add one thing, you'll do better. If you take one thing away, you'll do better. But whatever, I want to see you do better. And I'd love to help you do it. And they can say yes or no. But it, does, it doesn't matter. Your job is done, right? You're playing the No, you've done great, man. Absolutely. I gotta set up and I think that I feel would be like a good place to pick up next time. If we want to do this like again, we can talk about the, the clothes. And, and uh, yeah, man, let's, let's do this as often as possible. This is great. I'm totally down. I've been slacking on this. I got to record more. They're, they're doing reasonably well and we're getting good feedback. And uh, we need more training material for longevity in general, especially in this modern time. If you're looking up network marketing material, most of it's going to be talking about an era that doesn't, <laughs> is not relevant anymore. Yes. Good luck talking to Uber drivers now. You both got a mask on and you're sitting in the back of his police car. You know, a different situation. Yeah, we did so well, man. I, there's know, lots I, to talk about. And, and thank yes, you I very much, you man. I appreciate this platform. This is awesome. It's very good, you know, for now. And thank you, too. I'll put this up right away. One of the beauties of this Anchor platform is so easy to post. I'm continuing to promote it because I think it's Sounds good. Thanks so well much, Ryan. It grows. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's write this down and let's hook something up soon. We'll talk again. All right. Thanks again. Happy Thanksgiving. Cool. You have a good day, Chris. I appreciate you. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll catch you next time. Oh, really? Didn't know that. Thanks. Canadian Thanksgiving was like a month ago, yes, but... Yeah, and we're not allowed to. We we are missing American Thanksgiving this year, and American Thanksgiving is way well, yeah. more over the top. Than Canadian, <laughs> whatever. Thanks, dude. So it's not a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Bye. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon, man. Hey guys, I just wanted to add on a little addendum here because we kind of got a little bit off track. I got off track and went into detail on this, the salesperson's mentality behind the price myth. I was referencing chapter six of Grant Cardone's Seller Be Sold, but I missed the actual answer of like what you actually say to a customer if they bring up some form of the objection, I don't have enough money. The answer, the real answer, since you know all that stuff that we talked about, the answer is, I understand. Most people who come to us don't have a lot of money. We're in a disease-based business. Most, a lot of people, a lot of our customers are on disability. We're completely used to this. You don't have to give this long of an answer. Even shorter form is totally understand. Most people don't have that kind of money in their pocket. 
the products that I'm selling are 150 to $850 is the average range. Of course, most people don't have that kind of money in their pocket. Most people do buy it on a credit card. At that point, it's, it's good to stop talking and give them a chance because chances are that person has a credit card in their pocket. If they say, I don't have a credit card, I say, me too. This is the truth. You know, if you have a credit card, you come up with something else to say. But my truth is, me too. I haven't had a credit card most of my life. And um, it's difficult. I had to save for this when I got started. But see, now I'm going back to the value proposition because that's what this is. Now you couldn't pay me to, to go back to pain, basically, right? This person, we're in this conversation. We've reached this level of the close. You know, we're in the area of where this is being closed. They came to us with a problem or something. Even if they didn't have a problem, they want to do better. That's what they're buying, right? So we, we don't accept anybody believing that not having a lot of money means you have to suffer in pain. That's crazy. As we discussed, a ton of what we do is free advice for basically free things like salt and stopping some bad foods. That doesn't cost anything. And people can tremendously impact their life with that. This is literally kind of where I would be driving the conversation if there was trouble on, on the money. First, we'd go to the credit card and they go, okay, I do have a credit card. You know, depending on what they say, obviously, they might just be like, okay, yeah, you know what, I'll put it on a credit card. That happens. But if it keeps going, we're going into the value here. This is what it buys. What does not a lot of money buy you? Qu- quite a lot of nutrition, truthfully. And what is that worth when your blood sugar improves or blood pressure improves or you lose weight or you decrease your appetite or you know like me i'm not in pain anymore i can sleep great etc what is that worth it's definitely worth five bucks a day to me you know and if i'm going short on money and i have been short on money in this journey i'll drop the products down i'd rather drop my dose down to a half a dose than have no dose right and what did it cost to get started it's not that relevant if you come to us with a lot of problems we're probably going to recommend a lot of stuff but maintenance level for the average person us, you know, it's not much. It's, it's easily comparable to all the everyday things that you would hear salespeople compare things to. Oh, it's a couple of coffees. It is true. If you're buying latte coffees at Starbucks, you can have an excellent supplement program for that exact same price. You know, we don't need to get into that with the customer. I don't like getting into that stuff with the customer. It's kind of their business. But what I just would emphasize is, yes, I understand. I agree. Most of us either don't have enough, don't have that much money right now, or we didn't when we started, and, and that's fine, you know. It's not a bank-breaking amount of money in reality, uh, like we kind of discussed earlier. Uh, lots of times in life, we're going to be hit with a bill that we don't, quote, have the money for. We, we have to come up with the money. You know, my car broke down last year. I did not have the money to buy a new car immediately. I don't have credit. I had to borrow it from somebody, a human being. That's not the car dealer's business. My friend at a deal, managed a dealer. He sold me the car. It's not his business where I got the money from, you know. And there's no loan situation going on. The same with our business. We don't have a loan. We don't have a payment plan. What we have is a reality that most people don't have a few hundred bucks in their pocket or a hundred bucks in their pocket. Most people don't have any money in their pocket at all, right? So if they're making this purchase, sure, it's on a credit card. Sure, they're going to have to arrange their finances after that. Sure, we could even, depends on the relationship and, you know, what they're actually asking of us and whatever. We can bring up the fact that if you refer people, you make money on this too, right? Most of us started this, we didn't have money 
And now we have an income from this because we got better and our people got better and they still buy it and etc. So it's called residual income. That can be unattractive for some people at the beginning. It can be really attractive to some people. Some people are literally sitting there like, it could be a 16-year-old kid. Like, here, I really don't have that much money. You know, I could put a little bit of money down. But I could probably get some of my buddies to do this. Well, how many do I need to get enough to pay for my products? Three, four? Okay, that's not bad, you know. And then do it. That's network marketing. This is multi-level marketing. It's what we do. But I also want to say, too, that a lot of the people, again, we, like I said, come to us on disability. You know, they don't have a lot of money by definition. And they came to us with health problems. Why are they on disability? They probably have health problems, right? These are the people who need our help. Are we in the business of telling people, oh, sorry, you're poor. You can't, you can't do anything. You're right. You're right. You just got to keep buying that soup, food, canned soup and whatever else. And no, that's not our business. It's not our business at all. If there's problems with money and people and in the conversation, in the, in the consultation, the person says, well, you know, I'm on disability, right? Number one, I'm not shocked. I'm a professional. I hear this all the time, right? A big portion of our customer base or potential customer base or prospect base are people that are on disability. Okay. Not shocked. I understand. Most people who come to us don't have that much money. A lot of people who come to us on disability. But, of course, we want to get them better. They want to get better. This is what we do. Exactly the same as last time. I'll start shifting some gears into most of the advice that we actually give is free. Well, all the advice is free. And we're here to guide you for free through it if you need any help. Obviously, a phone call away, text message away, whatever it is. You know, the salt, the avoiding the foods, it's all free, right? And uh, you can do it on minimal products. Some people come to us and they're 400 pounds. You can still do it on minimal products. Something is still better than nothing. Doing the food stuff still will get this process rolling. And the more weight they have to lose, the more overweight they are, the faster they'll lose their weight. And this seems like another bit of a ramble, but I did answer the question. Oh, I don't have enough money. I'm on disability. I understand most people don't have the money on them. This should be drilled and rehearsed and practiced. You know, and you should practice also stopping with the customer and allowing them to acknowledge whether they have a credit card or not. Allowing them to acknowledge that their pain, you know, is worth them going out and somehow getting $200, $400, $800, whatever it is, whatever number's in their head. And P.S., if somebody told me, I, I wasn't sold on a mega pack, but if somebody told me that you need $1,000 to get started, I'll handle everything for you. I'll order all the products that you need for the first three months, man, don't worry. P.S., I love that strategy, the $1,000 strategy. We might go into that later. If someone told me that, I probably would have been like, well, it's a fair bit of money. I probably would have said, you know what, I don't have the money right now. It's true, and I don't have a credit card. But uh, for my back pain that's bothered me my whole life and my sleeping problems and da-da-da-da, you know, if you're, if you're telling me that you're going to handle all this for $1,000, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal, actually. You know what, I think I'm going to see what I can do. This is me literally thinking in my own life. I probably would have done what I could do to get $1,000. And I probably would have got $1,000. It might have taken me a month to do it or more. But it would, the number would have been in my head and I would have been working towards that. And I definitely would have been hooked up. And that person definitely would have been accountable. That's why I love these types of strategies. You know, Don't worry, you're on disability. Well, we're going to handle a lot of it for you, right? And we are, we are here for you through this whole thing again you have any questions, well, especially while you're getting started, we understand people are going to have a lot of questions. Uh, in the real world, P.S., 
a lot of times in my career, I would go to people's houses and I would help them go through their cupboards, throw things out, go through their fridge, throw things out, start writing things down. What can be replaced with what? What could I do instead of this? Put a few lists on the cupboards, just very useful strategy. The first few weeks we had to do this in our home. You know, we had notes all over the place. What are the bad foods? What is it? It's in everything. You know, we bring these little lists with us in the grocery store and make sure that we weren't getting it. It's before we memorized it all. And uh, so we're making it seem easier and easier for them. There is a cost. We can't avoid it. We can't give people product. It doesn't make sense. We're not charging for our services. This is the beauty of network marketing. We get paid regardless. If you get a result, you're going to order the product again. We're going to get paid again. And it's worth it for us. That's why we do this. We know you're only going to need a little bit of hand-holding, like at the beginning. Everybody does. It's fine. Very quickly, you probably won't need any questions. Or you'll call with very, very specific questions that are easy for us to handle. And you can learn them really quickly, especially when they're trying to talk to other people, right? You'll get calls, very specific questions. And that's great. It's easy for us to handle. They they can get trained up quickly. Hope I'm not rambling too much on this. But I want to say some of these people with disability... You have to remember, you're looking at them across the table. I'm feeling for them. They're in a wheelchair or whatever. They've got some serious health problem. We've just had a discussion in which they told me that they've been dealing with this problem and this problem and this problem sometimes for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, right? And uh, within this conversation, often probably their family members come up. You know, someone's dealing with us with they have diabetes. Probably people they know also have diabetes, right? So it can be a bit of a long conversation, but this is why we're here. Go back to the why. A lot of those people have said, I don't have any money. And then as I accepted it, I said, I understand, you know, we go back to the value and they pull out a credit card. People on disability, this has happened. People on disability have gone, left, come back with cash. And it's not my business where they got it again, but some of them have told me. Some of them have told me they had it under the mattress. You know, some old grandmas they've been saving since 1965. They got some cash. Some people have sold gold, some old heirloom jewelry. Why? Because they're in crippling pain, right? And again, I didn't tell them to do any of this stuff. Some people borrowed it from family members. Some people borrowed it from their children, their grandchildren. Some people had groups of their family members pool some money together to help them get started. And we helped them figure their, their budget out, basically with their food. It's not like we're going through their old finances. We're going through their food and rearranging it so that they're not spending much money on food. They're getting good food for that money. They're not very hungry because they're getting their nutrients and they're not snacking, right? Snacking is going to be the most expensive thing for a lot of people. And who, too? A lot of people on disability are spending way too much money on snacks and food because they are hungry. Their bodies are failing. Their bodies are asking for nutrients. And we, as, as mistaken modern humans, give it this food. Food without nutrients in it, even if it's a good, wholesome food and processed food very, very, very often in our customer base, they are eating processed food. So they are getting ripped off and they are perpetually hungry, basically, and, you know, eating themselves uh, into continual poverty. So people with disability or this is just an extreme example, somebody who doesn't have a lot of money, which is like 99% of the people that you will ever talk to in this business or who come to you. You know, when it gets to this, they probably will say something about money. I don't have a lot of money. The answer, I understand. Most people don't have a lot of money. Don't, most people don't have extra money. Most people do not have their finances in order. 
most of us did not have the money when we wanted to get started. We figured it, we figured it out somehow. Again, how? Some of us had credit cards. Some of us saved it. Some of us borrowed it. Some of us got a job. Some of us got an extra job. Some of us picked up some extra hours. But most of those people, that kind of rearranging, it was only the first month, right? The first month you get a phone bill. You never paid one before. You just got to figure it out. You got to add it in and, you know, rearrange some things. Maybe. Maybe you got to make more money. It's an answer that a lot of people don't like to face. It's my answer for almost everything. You know, we already figured out our baseline. We already cut our excess expenses. This was done years ago. We don't want to go less. We don't want to eat less. We don't want to starve. You know, if we're going without, we got to make more. And in this product opportunity that we're talking about here too, once they get better, they can make money if they talk to people about it. That's it. So I hope I did wrap that up for you guys. That is one of the most important lines that needs to be memorized. And the, I understand. I agree. Um, you're right. These things should be like how you start almost every sentence with a customer after they've gotten a chance to speak. And it's because we have to understand that every objection they have, even if it's completely wrong, we have to understand where they got it from. We have to understand why they would understand that. Or why would, why would they believe that, right? They're not crazy for avoiding meat, for instance. They have reasons why. We're in this business. We should know these reasons. We should know the reasons that people eat the way they do or that why their doctor told them this and that. So when somebody says, my doctor said this, you can just fill these same words in. I totally understand most of the people that come to us, their doctors told them the opposite of what we've told them, right? But hey, P.S., a lot of the people that do come to us, actually, without you soliciting them, they're already going to be of alternative thinking and they're probably already not going to trust their doctor. But if they do trust their doctor, right, you hear it? This is the whole deaf ears thing again, too. Oh, I know, I talk to people, but they always just believe their doctor and... You know, they believe Dr. Oz or whatever. They just eat whatever they want. They don't believe me. Okay, I understand why you don't, wouldn't believe us. I mean, I understand why you wouldn't believe what I'm saying. You changed my diaper, Aunt Mary, you know. But I picked up some interest in the subject, whatever it is, you know, health and diabetes, arthritis, typical things that people deal with, typical things your Aunt Mary could be dealing with. I understand you got no reason to take me seriously on this, but... Uh, you know, I want to help you. I want to see you get better. I have a huge amount of confidence that we can do this together. And if, then, because, right? Fill them in your proposition. And then walk on down the line. Is there another objection? Is there a question? Does she want to see more information? Have you given her a protocol? If you can't give a protocol, have you sat her down with somebody that you know? Maybe your upline, the person who brought you in. Maybe somebody above them, if they're even better. Maybe someone like me. Have you gotten on a three-way call? Have you gotten them to call me? Have you gotten me to call them? Have they messaged us? Why am I giving this, this big list out? Because this is exactly what needs to happen. If, if, grandma's, if you're in a conversation with Grandma or Aunt Mary about this, hopefully they've gotten some exposures. If they're not yet interested, then they need more exposures. Right? If they are interested, that means they will ask a question. If you answer the questions appropriately and professionally, you will get to the objections. That's where the customer, the prospect, your friend or family has heard you and they respond to you, this is an objection. Very, very, very rarely is it your Aunt Mary or anybody, your best friend, your girlfriend, rarely are they going to say, sweet, sign me up. It does happen sometimes. i got some awesome people that have come in that way. 
they saw the presentation. They said, all right, man, how much a month? I said, this much? They said, okay, man. Cool. Get it for me. Here's my card. This happens. It's not going to happen every day, but it happens. But for the most part, it's going to take the form of an objection. What I just said is that the, the natural response, the response that we expect in our system, is that after they've been exposed, after they've asked questions, after they've been given the information, the response we expect is called an objection. Cost objection, whatever the objection. Our response to that, our answer in the, to make the close is to say, I understand. And then if you need to re-emphasize the value or if you failed to, state the value proposition clearly as possible. If there is still resistance, many people, I'm wrapping this up. If there is still resistance, many people's natural inclination is to lower the price. In Grant Cardone's Sell to Be Sold, you will also learn that this is not a wise strategy. And I can also tell you from real life sales, this is not a good strategy. If there's a cost objection, the most useful strategy is to show the customer something at a higher price bracket. If they are having trouble with the $100 product, Show them the $250 product for reference because it's very likely that they're not believing that what they're buying is the answer for them. If we're selling $20 bottles of minerals, it's very hard for serious people to see the ultimate value in this. They've seen their body failing for years. They've dealt with multiple professionals about this already who have failed to help them. And now you're coming in and telling them a bottle of $20 bottle of minerals or $133 Healthy Body Start Pack 2.0. You're telling them that this is going to fix all their problems. You sound like a snake oil salesman. I sound like a snake oil salesman when I say this. This is part of why the $1,000 strategy or even just a more professional st stance like we're talking about with getting a question form, getting them to answer the questions, going through a consultation process, and then hitting them with a package deal that is presented as a subscription basis. We're not going to take money out of your account. We're going to say that you're going to want these products every month and we're going to help you get them at the lowest possible price. And if the conversation is at this range, then we'll also help you with referrals if you have them as well. Make your money that way. But in here, this is, this is the formula, guys. This is it. So I encourage you to... Do more homework on this. I encourage you to devour Sell to Be Sold multiple times. I can't praise it enough. You know, a lot of people kind of find Grant Cardone a little bit off-putting, but several of those people in my personal life have said that to me, and then, you know, they've kind of dove into it, especially Sell to Be Sold, and it's really changed their opinion. and changed their opinion about how they th think about a lot of these things, a lot of these concepts, and allows you to really just breeze through talking to people you can avoid so many arguments with the words, I understand, right? And when you take them up in a, in a price bracket, you know, give them reference, they will tell you now that that's a more believable range, right? They're like, you know what? My girlfriend's really going to like this much more than that $100 one. I'm going to have to go with the 251 boss, wrap it up, right? That's, or they're going to say, you know what? That's way too much for me. Okay, and that time you can show them the lower products, but don't show them the lower products right away. Now it looks like you're just trying to make a sale, right? If someone comes to you with a problem, you've gone through a consultation, you've given a recommendation. If a regular doctor gave you eight 
of pills a, a day. They say, you got to take these it's eight a day. You got to do it for two weeks. You can't do four a day for one week. That's not the prescription. You might even have a problem, right? You, you, chances are you're going to do what he told you to do. So, you know, we can show you a higher range because the 150 is not the low. You could spend 10 grand with us if you wanted. It's not that we're trying to gouge people. It's like we have a ton of products if you want, you know. Are you on your deathbed? Do you got a lot of money? Some people are like, man, I want you to hit me with everything I got. Some people come to us with terminal cancer. And they're like, dude, I have three houses, man. I'm not worried. Like, I want you to just load me up. And especially when you're saying, I'll guide you through it all, man. No problem. You live down the street. You know, you're going to buy 40 products off of us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you through this. It's, it's awesome for both of us. And some people totally have that mentality. So if there's a price faltering, again, show them more than anything. Like after, besides all that stuff being said, if you're still on it for any reason, if you're going to be talking about any other options, don't go down first. Go up first. Right. Especially, again, the bigger the problem, the easier it is to slide on up. Think of a car dealership. You walk into a car dealership. I'm going into a lot of detail because, like, you, if you know this, you're set. You go into a car dealership and you say, I need, really need a car. I mean, it's got to get me to work every day. I've only got 600 bucks. Car dealer says, man, we, just, we don't have anything for 600 bucks. You're going to buy a piece of junk that doesn't even have a safety on it. It's going to cost you 500 extra dollars to even get it on the road. And even then, it's, you're probably going to be back here in a couple of months, you know, whatever. It's better to spend the $3,500. So you just went from $600 to $3,500, right? $3,500 is still a cheap vehicle, really. But it's going to get you there way more reliably. And the dealer knows that. The dealer knows you're better off spending $3,500 than $600. Keep these concepts in mind, guys. I don't want to go into any more detail about it. But you handle objections with understanding. Drill that. Understand that. You will go far in this business or in any business, any sales-based business. And Sell to Be Sold will teach you that life is a sale too. So this comes in useful all over the place. That's it for now, guys. Signing off. Appreciate you. See you next time.